Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. Now we're going to do December 22nd, uh, episode 202 uh, of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be, we're now in the fourth week of Advent, so let's begin. Entrance and Antiphon from Psalm 24. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher, grow high, ancient doors. Let him enter the King of Glory. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter the King of Glory. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter the King of Glory. This is talking about um, lift high your heads, O gates. It's talking about us. Us lifting our heads up with hope and opening the gates of our hearts and to grow high, higher ancient doors. Let him enter the King of Glory. Let the King of Glory enter into our minds, our hearts, the very depth of our being. All right, we just read the uh, the readings from uh, from what we uh, we saw in the Song of Songs, which is to have that romantic longing for God, to have that lover beloved relationship, that intimacy, and this here continues that that mystical relationship using uh, metaphors and everything, but literally a real relationship with God, not something psychological like the modern world would want us to believe, but to really, really have a relationship with a person, a divine being, and that's what it is. Like you see how we saw in the last episode, Our Lady and St. Elizabeth, how, you know, they had, they shared that intimate relationship with the lover of their souls. Mary literally received the seed. She's the, she's the divine fertile uh, soil, the virginal soil, the immaculate soil that God was preparing. And she received the word of God into her. And she is going to produce a tree, the, the new tree of life. And the one who, the, the one who will bear true fruit of salvation, which is Christ to feed all of us. That's the beauty of it. Okay. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. O God, who seeing the human race fallen into death, will to redeem it by the coming of our only of, of your only begotten son we pray that those who confess his incarnation with humble fervor may merit his company at at their 
as their Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 24 to 28. Hannah give thanks for the birth of Samuel. Okay, here it is. A reading from the book from the first book of of Samuel, chapter uh, chapter one, verse twenty-four to twenty-eight. In those days, Hannah brought Samuel with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and presented him at the temple of the Lord in Shiloh. After the boy's father had sacrificed the young bull, Hannah, his mother, approached Eli and said, Pardon, my lord, as you live, my lord, I am the woman who stood near you here, praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord granted my request. Now I am, now I in turn give him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be dedicated to the Lord. She left Samuel there. One more time. A reading from the first book of Samuel, chapter 1, verse 24 to 28. In those days, Hannah brought Samuel with her, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and presented him at the temple of the Lord in Shiloh. After the boy's father had sacrificed a young bull, Hannah, his mother, approached Eli and said, Pardon my Lord, as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood near you here, praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord granted my request. Now I, in turn, give him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be dedicated to the Lord. She left Samuel there. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now the responsorial psalm is going to be from First uh, Samuel chapter two, and it's going to be the song of Hannah, uh, Samuel's mother. And I will talk about it after I finished uh, reading it. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in my God. I have swallowed up my enemies. I rejoiced in my victory. My heart exults in the Lord, my Savior. The bow of the mighty are broken while the tottering girt on strength. The well-fed hire themselves out for bread while the hungry batten on spoil. The barren wife bears seven sons while the mother of many languishes. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. The Lord puts to death and gives life. He casts down to the netherworld. He raises up again. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He humbles, he also exalts. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. He raises the needy from the dust. From the dung heap, he lifts up the poor. 
to seat them with nobles and makes glorious thrones their heritage. My heart exults in the Lord, my Savior. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read the whole thing from 1 Samuel. Okay, I just felt it was fair to give you the whole, um, because it doesn't, you know, the psalm, responsible psalm doesn't give you all of it. So here it is. This is from chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2. We're going to go from uh, verse 1 all the way down to, well, um, somewhere between verse 10 and 11, okay? Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is lifted high in the Lord. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I rejoice in the Lord. In my salvation, there is no, there is no holy one like the Lord. There is none besides beside you, nor is there a rock like our God. Do not talk so proudly, nor let arrogance come forth from your mouth. For the Lord is a knowing God, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, the feeble are clothed in strength, the well-fed hire themselves out for bread, and the hungry cease to hunger. The barren has borne seven, son, uh, seven times, while she who has many children grows faint. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to show and lifts up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He humbles and he also exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and from and and from the refuse he lifts up the beggar to seat them among princes that they might inherit a throne of glory. For the Lord's are the pillars of the earth, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked will be cut off in the darkness. For by strength none shall prevail. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder against them from the heavens. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to, to his king and exalts the horn of his anointed one. Right there from to verse 10. Alleluia, alleluia, O king of all nations and keystone of the church, come and save men whom you formed from the dust. Alleluia, alleluia. O King of all nations and keystone of the church, come and save men whom you formed from the dust. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, verse 46 to 56. The Mighty One has done great things for me. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. 
for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to read from the New Catholic Version, all right, which is, um, again, the Luke's account, chapter 1, starting from verse uh, 46 down to 55. Just want to read it so we can compare the difference. And Mary said, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Henceforth all generations will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is shown from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has routed those who are arrogant in the desires of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of Israel, his servant, ever mindful of his merciful love, according to the promises he made to our ancestors, to Abraham, and his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I thought that was great. I'm happy they did that. And it's ironic that you see how um, the church, when they uh, they compared both songs, the song of Hannah, Samuel's mother, and the the Magnificat song of Our Lady, and that and to compare the both, because um, they have a very similarity. And and I don't know if you've seen the uh, the chosen Christmas uh, special. Um, which is called The Messengers. In that episode, this kind of like freestanding episode, um, you have, there's a scene, of course it's fictional, they have uh, the actress playing uh, Vanessa Benevente, she's playing the Blessed Mother, and she's looks like she's coming back to Jerusalem. She looks like she's coming back to Jerusalem. It doesn't, doesn't say in the episode, but it definitely would be. Uh, Probably she came to, because they have someone playing Lazarus, so it would have to be she entered Bethany. And then they have uh, Elizabeth Tabish, who plays uh, on The Chosen, uh, Mary Magdalene. And they have a scene where um, 
she wants to complete her account to Luke. And she wants Mary to write down her Magnificent, her, her prayer, the Song of Mary. And Elizabeth Tavish writes it down. And in the episode, she compares it, her Mary's Magnificat, to the Song of Hannah. And it's it's kind of like, yeah, it, it, there's there's similarities to it. There's some in, there's some definite definite um, inspiration, and it's beautiful. I think it's you know I mean yeah they they show a flashback scene where she's giving birth to our Lord in pain, and that's because unfortunately it's a it is an evangelical show, and they don't really have the um, the understanding of the theology of the Immaculate Conception and what it means and. Uh, Protestants are very resistant to that. Um, but there's more reverence now. There's a closer reverence now than it ever was before, which the Chosen has shed light on the, 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 the character of Mary, the person of Mary, than any other, I would say, Protestant film even more than I would say Jesus of Nazareth I think in many cases there's they're definitely being guided by the Holy Spirit uh, to do that it's you know it's it's true that they haven't really gotten there but they're I think they are getting there they're starting to to do that I think because there's a need. I think maybe the Holy Spirit, the time has come where the Holy Spirit will to, is, is about to do this work. You know, give them a little bit more, a little bit more consideration. I mean, I'll take a little bit than nothing, you know, for Protestants to finally pay attention. I mean, you very rare ever really ever hear them talk about the Magnificat. You never hear them talk about it. And I think, especially when it comes to evangelical Christians, you know, they're very independent. They're very independent about their reading of the Bible, kind of like a, a lone ranger, you know, with a Bible in their holster. They're not into liturgical um, celebrations, you know. You know, everything is basically revolved around the pastor. And, you know, but, you know, it's, this is something we, we can definitely look at here. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Sometimes my soul magnifies the Lord. Um, because Christ came to her very small. You know, obviously God came as a child, but it magnified the Lord. It made great, it made the Lord great. And her, Mary says here, my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. See, God is still her savior. The way you describe the Immaculate Conception is they use sometimes this, it's a, it's sort of like a, uh, a preventative medicine. You know, the best image analogy they use is, you know, how sometimes someone could be walking and they don't see the mud in front of them. And you know how sometimes some people may not notice that there's a slight, uh, I guess you can say, um, 
defect on the road where a tree branch sticking out of the ground and sometimes some people may not notice it and they trip and they fall into the mud pit into this puddle of mud that they sometimes you can use that as an example of original sin now someone comes along and this is another person walking and let's pretend um, this person is wearing a beautiful white dress uh, you know, a little girl wearing a Sunday school dress and she's hip skipping and dancing and moving but she doesn't see the tree branch sticking out or the, the root of the tree sticking out from the ground the root, not branch, root and she's about to dance or move and then suddenly someone stops her points to the to, to the to the tree roots sticking out of the ground and then points to the mud takes the child by the hand and takes the child around the mud that is the Immaculate Conception. That's right there. And the hand is the hand of God. And the white dress is the grace of God, given by God, prevented her from falling into the mud pit. Right? There, right there, is God's action. Mary didn't do anything. God God stopped her, pointed to the tree branch or the root, and pointed to the mud pit, which is original sin. Took her by the hand and walked her around it. There. She didn't do it on her own. She didn't walk herself on her own. That's another way of picturing the cross the cross itself. The redemption of our Lord in time and out of time. In time historically, out of the redemption, the, the redemption out of time. And that in itself, he did that for his mother. Well, it's a mystery we can't understand, but that's because he can do it. Salvation is in time and out of time. His atonement, his sacrifice is in time and out of time. That's, that's the best way to describe it. And going on from this here, where he's looked upon the lowly, his lowly servant, from this day all generation will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. For he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his children forever. Now, 
it's very definitely rooted in the Old Testament. And there's so much. It's also a prophecy of the future from her time till now. All the emperors, the Caesars, the 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 dictators, the world rulers, the movers and shakers, the people with money and the people with the zillionaires and trillionaires, the corrupt politicians who call themselves Christians and Catholics, all of them. This is all prophecy against them. Those who 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 put their faith so much in this world and just don't know how to trust God, refuses to trust God, you know, refuses. And those who constantly keep killing and persecuting Christians, even persecuting Christians now in this country. It's not as bad as other places, but we can admit that. It's, you know, worse in places like Nigeria and other countries. Definitely worse, bad for them in Pakistan. Definitely. But we know sooner or later it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We don't know when, but it will happen. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful that the church pays attention to this. And this is the part I love about uh, at least these, these readings, these liturgical readings. Um, I guess, you know, we don't, for some reason, we, could, we still call it Vatican II. I prefer to call it the ordinary, the ordinary mass readings. There's, I love the Bible comparisons, and I think we need that. And I know some people like Taylor Marshall and others don't like the the ordinary mass, but I think if the ordinary mass is done in in Latin, with the priest facing ad orientum, with more with more liturgical respect. We might get a better, you know, we, we might get at least people to pay attention more. I mean, people would, I mean, there'll be more respect and more reverence and it, as it should be. You know, mass, you know, this Vatican II was hijacked by bad people, bad people. People who, who, who just wanted the church to be modernized, who looked at the church not as something divine, but as human. It's beautiful. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the church did it, and I'm glad I, I I got a chance to read it because now, you know, it. You should take time to read it. It's beautiful, and compare the two, and you know, I like the way here. My heart exalts in the Lord. This is Hannah's prayer, uh, song. My horn is exalted in my God. My strength. Horn is also a sign of strength, is exalted in my God. Uh, here they have her saying the new American. This is the new American. I have swallowed up my enemies. The I saw two different uh, readings. One is, I smile, I smile at my enemies. Um, and the other one here, uh, you know, I, I smile, I smile proudly at my enemies. Just, I guess there's ways you can say it. I rejoice in my victory. The bows of the mighty are broken. Here is more of a warrior song. While the tottering girt on in, on strength, the well-fed hire themselves out for bread, while the hungry batten on in spoil. My, the barren wife bears seven sons, while the mother of many languishes. You know, and it goes, you know, it's beautiful. The Lord puts 
to death and gives life. He casts out the netherworld and raises up again, a picture of salvation, resurrection. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He humbles, he also exalts. Um, it's just, you could see the comparisons, but Mary is more into the salvation, the salvation of Christ. And the promise is fulfilled in the covenant that God made with Abraham and with all the, four, with all the fathers of Israel. All right, so let's uh, let's close up with an Our Father, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.